Hey folks, Eve here. This is a show about the experiences of LGBTQ folks that find joy recreating in the outdoors. We're creating space for folks to share their stories, which means you might hear some things that just don't make sense to you. And that is exactly why we're here. It's our hope that you will listen with an open mind. And as always, we welcome thoughtful and engaged feedback. We look forward to hearing how you brought this conversation into your own community. With that, welcome to the ride. Welcome back, y'all. It's crazy to think that this is our fifth episode already, and we're pretty stoked for you to hear this one. This week, Casey and I chat with Lael Wilcox and Rue Caladite. For those of you that don't know, who these fine folks are. I think that they have their own Wikipedia pages at this point, but it's worth mentioning a few of their accomplishments here. Lael is a professional cyclist. She's known in the outdoor community for pushing some pretty incredible limits, and her successes include winning the Trans Am and setting a blistering course record for the Great Divide. She was also a part of the team that created the Baja Divide bikepacking route. P.S. They recently just had all of the materials translated into Spanish so more folks could have access to their own details, which were all for inclusivity. And for being, uh, she's also known for being the center of a few pretty amazing bike films shot by none other than Rue Caladite. Rue is a Midwest race photojournalist who, just from talking to her, you could tell she has a slightly nomadic spirit, which we obviously love. She's also become the mastermind behind the scenes of some of their recent bikepacking slash adventure racing films like I Just Want to Ride and I'm Not Stopping. The two together are infectious. We got to sit down with them in, uh, well, the both of them in Chicago when they came to town for a film screening of their newest film, I Just Want to Ride, at BFF Bikes, and we had a really great time. Uh, They're funny and so great to be around, and we just really enjoyed ourselves getting to talk with them. We set out to have a conversation that not a, lo- not, not a lot of folks have heard before and one that centers less around Lael's bike accomplishments and more about experiences that they have together and what their life is like. And we think we did pretty darn well. Anyways, let's just get into the episode. Oh wait, one last thing. Our website went live this week. Check out rideoutside.org and sign up for our newsletter. You won't want to miss it. Alright, let's go. just share with us your name your pronouns that you use and then um a small intro about yourself you first okay uh so my name is rue rue and pronoun uh she and her are fine and uh a little bit of background uh i studied photojournalism in college and worked at a couple newspapers uh last one being Anchorage Daily News in Alaska, and that's actually how I met Lael. And since then, I've just been freelancing and doing more long-form cycling-related stories. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, my name's Lael Wilcox. I also use she and her. Uh, let's see. I started riding or bike touring in about 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, all around the world, entered a race in Israel in 2015. And then just realized I really loved it. So I've been kind of going from there. Adventure riding and racing. Run a girls program in Anchorage. Done a couple of women's scholarships. 
now I'm full-time uh, professional cyclist for the past two years, which I'm so grateful for. Mm-hmm. And that means I can just do more stuff. So it's been really good. Yeah. Um, we know Leal as our favorite endurance bike packer. <laughs> um, but Rue is behind the scenes a lot. And we want to know, do you enjoy biking as much as Leal? And how did you first get into it? Uh, that's kind of like a hard thing to say as much as I don't spend two weeks on the bike. That's time, fair. But I really <laughs> like biking and um, I grew up in Chicago and actually kind of got into it just biking on the lakefront path with my stepdad mm-hmm. and my mom would rollerblade and it was like a family thing that we would do. And then I raced criteriums in college a little bit, but I didn't start putting bags on my bike until Alaska and the first bike packing trip I did was with Lyle in Denali National Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like biking, love it. And I'm trying to figure out how to carry all the equipment on the bike and shoot and tell stories from using the bike as a vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Planning more bike trips so you actually get to do them. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, that's awesome because I was thinking, like, even with us going on our trip, like, we're like, oh, let's do the podcast, like, as we're going. And I was like, that's you have to carry really it. Heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But video equipment is probably. I was looking at these. Yeah. You're like, these are heavy. I'm like, oh man, I'd trade you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's probably a skill you had to learn, or maybe you're still learning how to be shooting and biking. Yeah. And yeah, they don't teach you this in college, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, yeah, still learning. And uh, yeah, like the yeah. most recent race when in Kyrgyzstan, we actually mm-hmm. toured almost the entire route together before the race. So that way Rue could actually see the whole thing and then shoot during the tour. Yeah. Because she was part of the media team for the race, but then Mm -hmm. she was in a vehicle. She didn't have like the same kind of access. You just can't get to those places if you're not on a bike. So I think that's like the ideal setup before a race. We actually tour the route together. You get to shoot it, see it, and then during the race, it's kind of different. You catch what you can. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, good point. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's a good way to kind of get both in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, it's like then I actually get to see the full route in daylight. Otherwise, I'm riding half of it in the dark. <laughs> yeah. You know, I miss so right. much. Well, then it was just like the at Great Divide, you rode the electric bikes, right? Mm-hmm. Which probably helped. That was great. Yeah, so because it's uh, 2,700 miles, that's... We were trying to keep the car off the route as much as we could, and we had a couple of e-bikes from Specialized and carrying all this equipment and to kind of be able to shoot ahead or ride ahead and shoot the riders coming, and you're just a lot more agile. So the e-bikes have been a really good tool then you for media projects. Then you get any shot you want. You yeah. Know? yeah. It's like you shoot from behind, and then you zip ahead, set something else up. If you had a car, you couldn't park it in all those places. You wouldn't want to. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, and also just, like, the risk of, like, yeah, like, ri- like, being behind and then trying to get in front of the rider right. and then try to shoot like in front of them with a car would be yeah you could be dusting them yeah. or it's yeah. kind of a hazard mm-hmm. yeah the e-bike's like a perfect tool for that that's mm-hmm. awesome uh, so that was cool you just have to make sure they're charged <laughs> <laughs> did you have a problem with that no, we didn't. Okay. No, 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 no. We kept them charged. We kept them. I made sure they I were mean, charged. They for that still person. work, but then yeah. it's like a fifty-pound bike. Yeah, and yeah. It's, yeah. Touring is—it's great. You could use a regular bike, and of course, you use a regular bike while you're shooting these races as well. But I mean, these are like professional athletes, and I mean, just to keep up with them without any of the gear is quite challenging. So then you don't want them to be like conscious, like, oh, here's this person, like 
heat like dry heaving behind me <laughs> that's yeah. way too distracting and but then you're in an e-bike and you're like I'm so sorry I'm just yeah. gonna like yeah do you, you feel quick. self-conscious about I think they'll, they'll crack a couple of jokes yeah so like that's what they'll just be like I wish I was on an e-bike and I'll just be like I there's only way I could keep up with you you know <laughs> yeah. they get over it and uh I think it's it's a really cool tool for that for totally. media yeah. yeah totally for sure so you kind of both talked about grit a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but we were kind of just thinking like, uh, we know the grit film is going to come out, right? December. Mm-hmm. December. When, whenever Rue makes it. December 2022. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, just December. Maybe let's not put a timeline on next that. Month. <laughs> It'll come out next month. Oh, it's yeah. going to be awesome. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. yeah tell us about it. Grit. Yeah, well, that's actually how Rue and I met in the first place. What does okay. it stand for? Uh, GRIT stands for Girls Riding Into Tomorrow, Okay. and it's for uh, seventh grade girls is the main idea. Perfect. It's a cycling mentorship program. The program's six weeks. We meet two to three times a week, and they're building up to a three-day, 60-mile adventure ride. So nice. the first session is like the first time they get on their bikes. We kind of fit them to them, teach them how to shift. You know, mm, nice. A lot of them haven't had bikes with gears. Uh <laughs> Or gears oh, that and make work. sure they know that you know it's handbrakes instead of like pedaling backwards. <laughs> um, and then the first ride will be like six to eight miles, and it totally kills them. They're like, uh, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> and but then you know progressively through the program, they'll just get more confident. Yeah. Kind of build up to it, and then in the end, they're like riding thirty-five miles a day mm, with like huge awesome. climbs, carrying all their own stuff. Uh, so the basic idea is that each session is a ride and then some kind of a lesson so okay. like basic uh maintenance for the bike first aid uh navigating like any different little thing to mm-hmm. kind of build them up for their final trip nice uh they help make their own bags out oh, of wood sweet. designs cool oh, what else do we do and then we'll just throw some other stuff in like yoga mm-hmm. we've done public speaking mm-hmm. they'll learn how to fix a flat packing for the trip um nice. the main it's it's like they don't have to become experts in these things. It's just exposure. Like you can get right. more into this. Oh, you like route building or route finding. Like right. this is something you could progress in. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, something you could get the basic skills to do what we're going to do. And then all those programs are led by women and all the mentors right. are women. And uh, Yeah, so usually we have like 15 to 18 girls each year. Sweet. And then we've done three years so far. So the next spring will be the fourth. And then girls from previous years come back as student mentors. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And we have usually uh, 10 adult mentors. You know, they're not always all there, but at least a two-student-to-one mentor ratio. That's sweet. And it's a low-income school, so it's girls that would never get to do this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the past three years, Specialized has provided all the bikes, and at the end, the girls get to keep them. That is uh, super awesome. Yeah, so they've given 45 bikes to the program over the three years. That's and, incredible. Uh that's been so cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll do it again. Every year I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I want to do it again. And then by the end of the year, I'm like, we have to do it again. Uh, yeah. It's so good. You know, the girls are so good. They work so hard and, and they want to come back. And, yeah. And then it's right, it ends right before their summer break happens. So okay. then they're like ready to ride all summer. You know, That's it's like awesome. they have the bike, they know the bike trails, they're like riding together and sending me pictures and oh, writing awesome. me little Instagram messages about how they're going to come back the next year. And it's <laughs> super cute. Oh. So it's been really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
y'all have like dreams for the program, like to grow it? Not really. No. You know, I did originally. I was like, we're gonna grow the program, double the schools, and all this stuff. But I'm like, I actually don't want to be like a big coordinator of a girls program. Like I love it. Yeah. Uh, but I, it's just like one of the things I do out of the year. Right. You know, it's like I dedicate six weeks to this, and then like the day before I finish guiding in Arizona, and the day after, you know, I like this past year we flew to Colorado to ride to DK. Yeah. The year before we flew to Switzerland for a race there. So it's always just like very fitting. Packing in. it in. Uh, so I'm like, I'm happy with where it's at. Nice. But then I do have, I'm like, I guess my dream is for people to take it as a model of something they could do. Mm-hmm. Right. So now there's one in Bellingham. A okay. friend of mine started called Power Bellingham with girls there. Sweet. And there's a friend of mine starting one in Tucson. Uh, there's your, but you could always take like kind of a spin on the concept. Like the right. Tucson one, they want it to be student led. Okay. Uh, the Bellingham one, it's run out of uh, a co-op, so it's all like reused bikes that they built yeah, up. Oh, because, you know, you yeah. don't always have like specialized just shipping bikes. Or, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm in a fortunate position where I can just ask for favors. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but you don't always have that. Right. So uh, that's been cool. Oh, grit. Such a good thing. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's so cool to see. And that age too, those kids improve so quickly. They're like yeah. so kind of noodly, and then they can just do stuff. Yeah, it doesn't take much time at it's, all. It's almost like, I think we've talked about this before, but like even me working with kids that are 13 to 17, like similar age range of like, it's like watching their brains form. Mm-hmm. It's like watching them see something or learn something or hear it and then do it. turn around, like let it turn in their brain a little bit. Like you can see the wheels turning and then they just go and do it. And you're like, that's impressive. Like, right. Really proud of you now. Yeah, so if it's like grit or if it's you racing and you documenting through, like you guys kind of work together mm-hmm. in a way your full-time jobs, quote unquote, right. are working together. So mm-hmm. we're curious a little bit, like what is that dynamic like being partners, but also co-workers in a way? And just what does your like day-to-day look like, even though it probably is so different all the time? I guess really it's Rue ha- ends up with a lot more work. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though, because it's like I do one thing, she documents it, but then it's months later, people are still writing either one of us and asking for photos from mm. different things. Mm-hmm. or It's like it's so quick to ask and, and then it'll take like at least an hour to, to respond to that. You know, with with like the right photos, and it's I don't know. It ends up being a lot of requests on Rue. Well, it's it's actually really cool because well, we met in Alaska in 2017, and I worked at the newspaper there until uh, it went bankrupt, and I got laid off, and it was like October, and we're like, well, we don't really want to stay in Alaska for the winter if we don't have full time jobs, and we were heading down south to Lower 48, and we ended up working at a pizza place in Tucson. And then we would just like take each other's shifts. So then one of us could go ride their bike and the other one, you know, waitress. And we did that for a a month. And uh, then we started kind of thinking, well, well, we actually got the, Carlos Zimmi reached out to us to do a a longer form project in Switzerland. And that was the film that we showed at BFF Bikes last year. Mm, But that kind of enabled us to, okay, if we, come with a proposal, a budget, and we have the storytelling idea, and then brands are interested in sharing Lyle's story, and we kind of work together on that, that's that's perfect. 
I mean, that's better than... It's better than switching off pizza shifts. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> so it's... And then... But we can yeah. only do that because you have the skills to make videos, mm-hmm. to shoot photos. I mean, otherwise, like, I have worked with other companies in the past that are, like, making a film about me, and one was really great for REI, and they paid me well, but other ones, it's like, Rue helped shoot a film for Wired mm-hmm. uh, about me, and... For that, it's like Wired gets in touch with me. They ask, what are you doing right now? And I tell them what I'm doing. I basically make the whole plan for the shoot about me. They hire Rue, pay her $400. They pay me nothing. Oh, and that's it. No. And I'm like, wow, this is actually like kind of a lot of work to set up to do. And then at the end of it, it's like neither of us are getting paid for it. Like, yeah, yeah it's right. good because it's exposure for brands. They're like happy. Right. There's this video that gets a million views. But... I'm like, well, when does it actually pay off? Yeah. So then I think that was kind of when we started thinking, well, we should take the media into our own hands, mm-hmm. produce what we want. Also, because then for that, Rue shot it, but then sent off mm-hmm. everything, and then it's edited by mm-hmm. people at Wired, and the editing's like, it's good, but it's also a little weird. Well, it's <laughs> not like you. Like, right. It's not right. what you would have made. Yeah, exactly. There's like a narrator and, mm-hmm. you know, they add in like some weird stock footage and, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Like it's actually like a good story. It's like something I'm proud to share, but it's not quite like yeah. me. It's not Rue. It's somebody else. Plus like, you know, we're not getting paid from it. So then Prolozumi got in touch and they just sent me a, an Instagram message and they're like, hey, we really like you. Want to have a phone call? And initially Rue was like, well, Prolozumi just makes like robe stuff you don't even ride road yeah like i don't know what you have in common and i was like well it doesn't hurt to have a phone call and right the phone call uh the guy josh is like well how do you feel about media mm-hmm. like just in general the concept mm-hmm. and i was like well i really like it when it tells a real story right like it can be funded by a brand and it's like well i'm wearing the right clothing but it right. tells like a real story of something mm-hmm. i'm actually doing yeah and he was like well we really like that too and uh, and I was like, well, we can actually do that. Ruth's a photojournalist. She can make video. Yeah. Um, and Josh from Pearl had worked for a newspaper in the past, so he really liked that style. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then they were like, well, just set, send us a proposal nice. of like two different things you could do next summer. Yeah. And so we sent one about riding in Alaska, one about this Switzerland race, and yeah. they're like, let's go with Switzerland. Nice. So then we did that. And then that like kind of like change the course of our whole next year it did yeah because then we go to switzerland we end up staying with the race organizer for like six weeks that's awesome became like great friends with him and his wife uh one of his good friends drove drove rue around during the race rue we were planning on touring the whole route together Mm -hmm. day two in switzerland rue broke both of her elbows no yeah so it was like everything changed (laughs) (laughs) yeah what a scale yeah and then i'm just like yeah so we're creating these budgets and writing these proposals and it's like most recently it's the tour divide mm-hmm. i mean lil's raced it twice before in 2015 and set two women's records and uh after she did that she was broke oh you know, yeah because i paid for everything yeah so it's like i even bought my own bike i mean like i was not sponsored at all i spent yeah. like eight grand yeah on like that. every last penny you had oh yeah i was totally broke and then i finish and then uh, this company gets in touch with me, and they're like, hey, we want to make a video with you. We want you to go break the record on the Arizona Trail. And I was, like, so burned out on riding. I was like, I don't want to do it. But yeah. they're paying. I have to and do I it. I can't say no. <laughs> oh, no. So it's like I really didn't want to, but, like, then I was just kind of, like, 
Yeah. I had to, you right. know? Yeah, and the races cost money, and... Yeah. I mean, I think we're also just in a really good position where we could share the story, and then we're not losing a ton of money by Willow yeah. doing what she loves to do and is really totally. good at doing. Yeah, so that's how it works, because none of these races have prize money. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, so yeah. it's like you just have to figure it out yourself, but one way to make it work is doing media projects, right. um, which is awesome, too, right. because then... People don't even know about the style of riding or racing. Right. So now it's like there's more exposure for that, for like me to share what I love doing and then mm-hmm. encourage more people to Do try it. some kind, some form of it. Yeah. 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 And if you're not like broke at the end of the races, you have a month and a half to spend in Alaska doing Anchorage Frit. Right. You know, exactly. That's like, like you don't volunteer. have to work at a restaurant or a bike shop. When I started Grid, I was working full-time at a bike shop, so then I actually just never rode my bike. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. working at a bike shop like, as oh, a bike. Oh, I'm going to get to be around bikes, and but then you're never just ride them. And you're yeah. just, like, resenting And you everybody. send people out the door <laughs> with their bike, and you're, you're like, like, have fun, ride, fun. ride for me. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me how it is out there. <laughs> I think I say, like, come back and share photos, because <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> I did have a really sweet job at the bike shop, though. Mm-hmm. It's a local, oldest shop in Alaska, and the owner's in his 70s, and he was like, just clock out whenever you want to ride. Nice. You know, so oh. that was, but I was the only person that got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but that was pretty cool. Probably paid That was off basically like a sponsorship. Yeah, it was awesome. Know. But yeah, yeah, it's, you don't worry about money if you don't have to, you know. Yeah. Well, and if you don't have it, then it's kind of like one of those things where you're like, yeah. I'm just going to do this yeah. Yeah. and see how long it works Right. for sure. Um, so we don't really want to talk like a ton about like the Great Divide debacle. Super. Because uh, <laughs> 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 I'm sure that you all have been asked a bajillion questions about that. Um, and I don't think it's worth, you do so many good things and like one, well, there's someone has this negative. a couple yeah. bad things to say. Right. And that's what people yeah. focus on. But, like, we did have one thought, which was just, like, um, as, like, a queer couple, like, do you feel like that made you more vulnerable to, like, criticisms during that time? Or ever, really? I think more than being a couple, it was just both of us being women. Mm. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And people feeling like they could kind of bully us. Yeah. Yeah. Which For was sure. pretty awful. I felt like. We both got bullied pretty hard, mm-hmm. especially Rue, mm-hmm. worse than me. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just also ugly. You know, yeah, it's like something like you don't want to see. You don't want to see yeah. that come out of people. You're like, where is this coming from? Right. Uh, and then, you know, the the deal was people said they didn't want media on the route. They didn't want us interacting because then that would give me a boost to help me race better. But, mm-hmm. you know, when we tried to, like, address their specific issues and make compromises mm-hmm. to avoid those things. Right. It never seemed to be helping. No, then there was always something else that was unsettling right. for them, so we would address that. So then I think, well, what is the issue? Is it that there's a media crew out there? Well, there can't be because there's another media crew. Right. Yeah. And that wasn't a problem. And there have been media crews in the past. Before. There's like right. five videos about this. So then, yeah. I, I don't know. We, so we couldn't deal with that. And then... Me seeing Rue, that was an issue, but then I wasn't going to see Rue. She was, like, at least 100 meters away in a field every time I passed. But that was still, it was like, well, the thought of her being in the area is going to... I mean, it just got so kind of, like, enigmatic what the Mm -hmm. real issue was. That at the end of the day, I think it really was 
people felt threatened by us being there. Yeah. And um, I think that kind of ultimately, well, and some other things too, let us just decide we're only going to do races that are, you know, encouraging towards women participating and yeah, then wanting to share the story of the race. Yeah. So the Tour Divide, we wanted to share that story because it's it's most iconic bikepacking route mm-hmm. in the world. Right. Uh, and yeah. there have been other films done on it, and it's really important to Lil, and she's done this twice without any media. Right, and it's a style of riding that really suits me. But it's right. climbing yeah. really long, all dirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there isn't really an organization with that race in particular. Right. There's an unofficial race organizer. Yeah. Right. So then, you know, the guy in Switzerland, Lily Felix, he encouraged Lil to come over. He was all for a video, and uh, when Lil did it, there was maybe 30 competitors, and this year, in the first 10 days, 100 people signed up. Yeah. Right. That's like, so it's like more people know about it. Yeah, right. right. I want to do that. You know, that was more about getting this race exposure because he's already putting all the hard work into organizing right. it. Yeah. And it's stellar. Yeah. Such good riding. It's such good organization. Like, everything is perfect about that. Mm-hmm. I think people just didn't know about it. Right. You know, so then it's like you make a video, show how beautiful it is, mm-hmm. and then people will go do it. So... I guess, yeah, I, I'm all for being inclusive. I want yeah. more people to be there if they want to. Right. It's not pressure. It's like, you don't want to cut sleep and eat junk food. <laughs> don't do it. You know, go on a bike tour. Yeah. Like, that's available all the time. All the time. Yeah. It's like free and public. And, yeah. Uh, but if you want to, you should be there. You know, yeah. it's like, I'm, I'm like appalled by the low percentage of women participating. Yeah. yeah. Because I honestly think women can definitely compete with the top oh, of the yeah. field. There's mm-hmm. like no difference. Mm-hmm. They're just not there. Yep. You know, it's like I was going to do this race in Morocco in February. Mm-hmm. And then we even bought plane tickets. I paid the entry fee. And then uh, the race director sends me an email that says Rue's not going to be allowed to shoot me during the race. And it's the same race director as the race in Kyrgyzstan. Ooh, and that was, was all totally fine. Yeah. And Weird. So then all of a sudden he changed his mind. So then we say, well, okay, I won't shoot Lil, but can't you still have access to photos? And it's like limited access to photos from the other photographers. And it's like, well, you know, we're kind of trying to come up with these compromises and ultimately we're like, well, we don't want to enter a negative situation where we're right. dealing with the stuff. Like, we learned our lesson. started yeah. getting worse and it's worse. And then he's like, well, maybe Rue can't be part of the media team at all. And there's, like, three vehicles out on the route. It's fully sponsored by Canyon yeah. and Pedaled. And so there is already media. Mm-hmm. Right. But then we're, I'm like, I'm just going back down this rabbit hole of negativity. Together, and I'm yeah. like, I'm not doing it again. But then, you know, Lil plays second overall in the Kyrgyzstan race. Right. Same race organizer. And then this year, the uh, starter list is released. And the solo riders, there's 155 total. And Mm -hmm. six of them are women. So it's like, we looked, it's 3.8% of the field is women. Which is, like, greater than it probably ever has been before. I mean, I was the only finisher, female solo finisher mm, for right. a Kyrgyzstan race. I'm like, well, if you take me out of it, then there's zero. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I was like, that's pretty sad. And the race director's like, well, could you give me some advice on how I can get more women to participate? It's like, and I, I was gave like, you well, advice. Well, how about letting them tell their story? Yeah. Know? For starters, you yeah. know, having like an example of at least one successful finisher. The year right. before in Kyrgyzstan, there was also only one female finisher. So there have been two ever, two yeah. solo, yeah. two yeah. solo finishers mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. I'm like, that's not yeah. good. And representation is really important. It really is. So I think when women don't even see this often as an option, 
right. or something they can participate in. Right. Because they or don't that's something feel like that they somebody could else did it. Yeah. 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 Or then, be successful yeah. at, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't think I'm the best athlete. I'm just one of the only ones doing it, mm-hmm. right. you know, and then I'm like, come on, like, let's have more. I want to get beaten. I want the, like, the <laughs> best competition to be there. Like, though, get out here know? and beat me, people. <laughs> no, really, though. It's like, show up, give it a go, see what yeah, you can do. Yeah, like, I'm sure. not wanting to win because I'm the only one there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I'm sure that probably almost takes away a little bit of it for you. Of Like, I just don't have competitors. Well, I want to compete with the whole field. Yeah. But I yeah. want, like, the best field to be there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, just to see what's going to happen because, you know, the more competitive the field gets, the harder people are pushing each other. Mm-hmm. And I know I always bring that to a race because these guys don't want to get beaten by me. Yeah. So then they start, like, cutting sleep. They start doing all this yeah. crazy stuff that I'm doing because they're like, we can't lose to her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I? is awesome. <laughs> but then you've received so many, like, personal messages since the I Just Want to Ride Tour Divide video mm-hmm. that our women are reaching out and saying, like, literally saying, like, I don't think I could do this, but watching your video, I want to try. Yeah. Specifically, yeah, mm-hmm. they're like, I never thought I could ride the Great Divide and now I'm going to give it a go. And it's like, oh, it doesn't have to be want. competitive. Yeah. Right. Like, that was the whole goal was like, you don't have to be competitive. Mm-hmm. Just go give it a go. Yeah. You know, ride, see what you think. If you don't like it, then stop doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So it's been, it's been positive, but kind of seeing that was pretty disturbing, I think, yeah. for both of us. Just like, it's, it's definitely had an emotional toll Mm -hmm. yeah where it's like well if we knew there was going to be this backlash we never would have made a video about the tour divide right because it's just too much to deal with it's hard enough for me to race like that yeah hard enough for Rue to shoot yeah you know this thing it's like at least 14 days yeah Mm -hmm. that's hard and then dealing with people saying we shouldn't be there yeah well then I'm I'm sure like also like Rue I'd be curious like what your perspective is of like you're also like supporting your partner doing this like huge thing that you know they love and is difficult so like to then also have the stress of they don't want us here in the first place but I know that Lael is really passionate about this and loves this and like I want her to do it and like I'm just curious like what that feeling is like like wrestling with all of that at once yeah so I think um we kind of started getting heat like a week or two weeks before the actual race and we had everything mm-hmm. lined up and you know uh it's one thing for like the media team to have to like deal with this opposition but then will's also she can't like escape it right so she's dealing with it and then she's trying to get in the mindset of racing 200 miles a day for two weeks right and then i mean that that should be your only focus yeah right you should just be thinking all right is my gear all set where am i going to resupply where am i going to sleep and Am I physically fit? Am I mentally fit? And then emotionally, like, we just got, like, totally, mm-hmm. like, hammered. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, and she was asked to not, or it was suggested that she doesn't race her cell phone. So, you know, while others could call their loved ones, uh, we had no communication until a well scratched, essentially. So that's yeah. kind of, you know, maybe you're more focused on what you're doing, but then, you know, you don't have that, like, while I was out there, I'd never support her. I'd never, like, that's against the rules, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Self-support racing. But then I can't even be on the phone and just see how she's doing. Right. So, I yeah, that's you were pretty difficult. confident I could just do my job, though. Yeah, of course. But then, yeah, I don't know. I mean, were it's you tough. worried about my safety or your mental well-being? I think Bree just thinks I'm like a machine sometimes. <laughs> I know, but now, like, when she goes for a run and I'm like, please be careful. 
careful. Please be yeah, safe. Yeah, but during the race, so weird. oh my gosh, so I was getting to, like, yeah. into pretty close to the end. Yeah. Like, through the Gila, oh, and then yeah. Rue pulls up, because I'd already scratched, uh-huh. and she's like, all right, I've got it. You're just going to do this race again right after you finish. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually did that in 2015. I did it twice uh-huh. this summer, and I got so burned out. And then she's like, no, you're just going to, because I don't want that to be the end of the story. I want the end of the story to be, you broke the record. And <laughs> like, you do realize that it's going to like take a huge like, effort. I, I have to do that. <laughs> I have to get on my back and do that. I, I'm a pedaling machine. <laughs> well, so, yeah, so yeah, you're right. Maybe I'm just like, yeah, she's unstoppable. And fit more or less. Yeah, totally. Huh. Unless I like crash or something. It's like, what else is going to happen that's so bad get stuck in some more mud or i mean this also i didn't bring enough sleep equipment for this race and i was actually like shivering on the ground but i guess since we weren't talking you didn't even know that yeah yeah so maybe that's almost better like no news is good news yeah Mm -hmm. that my parents are always like as long as i'm moving forward they're okay and then they're so relieved when i finish but if like the dot stops then they're like what's going on you know they get worried yeah, we just had all the, I, like, I got some crazy messages, like, while this was happening, and mm. I don't know, you kind of get, like, in this weird paranoid state where it's, like, everybody's wearing a spot tracker, you could zoom in far enough to, like, see where they're sleeping every night. Yeah. You know, and I'm, like, I'm just, you know, you're kind yeah. of, you start to get concerned, and you're, like, you've been riding 200 miles a day, you just need four hours of sleep, and you just hope that nobody bothers you or, you know, some dot stalker comes out to see oh, you. Oh, that stuff. You know, even oh, friendly oh, yeah, stuff, it's like, you just never, I don't know. There it's, is the, like, weird, the racing does a weird thing, just watching it. Your mind goes in weird places. Uh-huh. You do yeah. end up getting a little paranoid. Yeah. Like, I get, like, with sleep deprivation, I start getting paranoid that somehow I'm going to get disqualified. You know, <laughs> something like that. Like, yeah. anything you do, you're like, doing things right yeah. like I entered this parking lot from here so mm-hmm. I have to exit that way like right. weird little stuff yeah. yeah your brain just starts getting a little weird it's true mm-hmm. it's so nutty yeah. the whole thing's nutty <laughs> and we're so happy when it's over yeah oh, <laughs> but yeah. I do love the riding yeah, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. I do love the riding yeah. um but yeah it was definitely a tough summer well, at least the tour divide. Kurdistan was great. Yeah. So we just had a great time there. And there's That's nobody awesome. out there. Yeah. Just like a few horsemen, wide open space. I was like, no cell service. So in my <laughs> element. Yeah, I can just like do this. You That's know, awesome. I'm not going to be bothered. Yeah, so like my thought was like, even just from your film, I was just like, I thought it was really interesting at the end of the film, the person that ended up winning the, the Great Divide this year, mm-hmm. like he kind of like got to like hug his wife and say hello. Yeah. Like, what is that like for you? Like if Rue is on the film crew and you're like, I just want to see my person at the end. Right. Like, how is that? Like, what's that feel like? She'll like warn me and say, you know, I can't hug you at the end. Mm-hmm. So I have to <laughs> document it. Well, let's document it first and then hug. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So then usually I just try to pretend like she's not there. Yeah. Does that feel strange? Uh, I guess I'm used That's to it. That's your normal. Well, it's like, you know, it's weird to have a camera on you in the first that place. Is. Yeah. Like, that took a little bit of adjusting, like, to have somebody, like, shooting me while I'm doing this stuff, because mm-hmm. you're also, like, in such a bad state. Oh, Sleep yeah. deprived, like, sunburnt, bloody, you know, like, d- 
just not feeling yeah. your best. You're mm-hmm. like, I don't want to people like looking at me in, in this <laughs> You're like way. hanging over your back. Like, yeah, just like <laughs> making, like coughing, you know. But then, it's, then uh, once you let that go, it's mm-hmm. like, well, who cares? You know, people just want to follow the story. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like, I yeah, I definitely had to go through like a exposure thing where I was like, everybody can see me in my worst. <laughs> but then you get over it and just like go along as if you're just doing your thing because yeah. it's actually better footage if you don't try to plan it adjust yeah you know I think mm-hmm. though there is something to that it's like if you interact with the camera talking they get a little bit more out of it like you talk about how things are going or what's going mm-hmm. on but we didn't I, do that we didn't do that mm-hmm. yeah because I was paranoid about <laughs> having the media crew and that was a problem mm-hmm. yeah. but it is better footage if you interact a little bit mm-hmm. but some of the other writers were doing that mm-hmm. they like tell you about their day or mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, yeah, I just let Rue do her thing. Because also, like, she can't talk to me because she'll screw up the audio. Yeah. <laughs> like, she had to go through all this footage the other, the second shooter, Jay, would, like, talk to every writer. Oh, no. So then she's like, oh, I can't use any of this audio. Mm-hmm. So you'd be like, good job. Oh, I'm not helping you. Ha ha ha. I'm like, we like, about this. Gosh, just, like, don't say anything. Yeah. Like, just, but, uh, you know, you. He probably feels so awkward holding the camera right. and not saying anything. Yeah, yeah, you're just standing there like, don't mind me. Because it's like yeah. not friendly, you know, yeah. just to see a camera and they don't say anything. Yeah. yeah. That's hard. Got to find a solution for that, like a wave or... Like a thumbs up or... Oh, yeah. Something yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> or just like a silent, like... In the background, <laughs> it's like, I'm not talking to you because I don't want to ruin the cheering. audio. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's been interesting documenting these races because it's yeah. like it's be so sensitive to the riders too. It's like even right. when you're on an e-bike, you're like, don't get too close, give them their space because they've been. I'm doing this for like a couple of weeks now. Right. So I don't can't imagine like I don't know if there's another sport that's that has that kind of challenge. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's different. It's sensitive for sure. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. it sh- it should be. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had other people come out and like blind me with a flash at three in the morning. Oh, no. <laughs> but oh, you know, imagine. if you're yeah. courteous, then then it's good. You're a fly on the wall, yeah. right? Photojournalism, basically. Yeah. You don't want to influence your subjects. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm the subject. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, a question I had was that you two have never had a public coming out moment, at least in the cycling world, and was that a conscious choice you guys made? Or no? I guess, for me, I felt like I didn't want to have to do that. Yeah. And you shouldn't no. have no. to. That's the I weird thing like about that's it. Like the growing up, it's like you have to come out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, people who are straight don't have to come out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Like, I have this moment of coming of age, <laughs> you know? So I felt like I didn't want to do that. Yeah. And I think that was pretty natural. Yeah. The only person who's really criticized me about that is one of my sisters. Mm. She's like, you're not gay enough. Oh. <laughs> like, Sorry? I'm like, well, I'm also not, like, political. So it's right. like I never make, like, statements. I just do what I do. Right. You know? So I felt like that was okay. Yeah, and I feel like people that I really care about know. Mm-hmm. But my niece watched the film like a couple of nights ago I think it was well well it was Thanksgiving she watched it and there's that part where like Will says yeah my girlfriend Rue and she just like looked with like her eyes wide open she's eight I never told her oh like, right 
I don't know. Whatever, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. But she just like looked and then she's like, why do you guys have a picture of yourselves, like of each other on your phone, like as your wallpaper? Mm-hmm. She's and like putting it together. She's putting it together and she's like, wait, did you guys sleep in the same tent in Kyrgyzstan? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm like, yes, we didn't carry two tents. And mm-hmm. but that was kind of, I yeah. didn't really think about it until she just like turned her head and like her eyes got wide and it's like. But she didn't. She didn't even talk about it. She was just like, oh, "Okay." Like together. she needed to process it. Yeah. Like, okay, that's why. But didn't here. bring it up at all, you know? Right. Uh-huh. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I think it's pretty awesome. I think Casey and I have had this conversation a couple of times. Like, I never had like a formal like coming out thing. It was just like, I'm gonna just live yeah. my life and like do whatever. Yeah. And yeah, if I post about my like girlfriend on social media, like. If you have a question, just ask me. Like, right. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I underst- been- well, I understand why people do it for lots of different reasons. Everyone's in different situations. Yeah. But it also can almost feel like an apology sometimes. Yeah. Or like yeah. you have to explain yourself. When I totally understand the right. impulse to be like, I don't want to have to explain. Like, I am I'm just, who I am. I'm just living my yeah. life. I have had people like thank me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like gay guys will be like, oh. thank you so much for like. Oh just being gay and doing your thing and not making a big deal about it just uh, being yourself yeah. like that's well I think yeah. like we I had a moment mm-hmm. of like when you wrote the Radivus article I was like yes and then just like moved on mm-hmm. but also or it was like, like that was my, a real tender moment where my partner is was the first person to send me your Instagram post and be like you need to follow Lael she's so cool and my partner would be like looking for clues that you, that, that you two that you two were dating That's and funny. and she would send me like I think I think you clean. engraved I think Rue engraved something on Lael's bike at one oh, point yeah. and my partner yeah. sent it to me and she was like look how sweet this is and oh, she's like I man. think it's real and just friends, <laughs> just friends. Just, <laughs> what good buds they are That's so cute. Yeah. Uh, That's so funny. I think it means a lot to people. Yeah. I guess I we never really thought about it. Yeah. Yeah, and then I also, I guess mm. for a while we were like, well, the other issue too is that we're supposed to be like professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Ruth, right, my much? job is this, and my job is this. Like for companies, mm-hmm. I was like, well, we don't, I didn't necessarily like want to present us as a couple doing this thing at mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I wanted them just to get to know us as individuals that like do yeah. our own things professionally. I felt like that was an issue at first. And then, of course, we start working with them, and they know. Yeah. They, yeah. You never told them. They just put the dots just together. No. I don't know. It's <laughs> right. like, you, should we like be telling yeah. people? I mean, that's up to well, you all. Yeah. That's where should we change our status on Facebook? <laughs> yes. I think that would be perfect. Just that's like where. subtle. Slide it in there, and then everyone knows. That's where mm-hmm. 2019 is so odd, though. Like you said, ProZumi reached out to you on Instagram. Like, that oh. never would have happened five or ten well, years uh-huh. ago. Yeah. But, you know, like, social media is often where people are just talking about their personal lives, but mm-hmm. all of a sudden brands are contacting you through there. So it's like, how much of my personal life do I share online? Oh, yeah, I yeah. guess that's a good point. Like, your image. Right. Yeah. Like, is it personal guess, or is it your... But then, like, you know, I do you, too, you know, This is really my question. Do you have a secret Instagram? No. No! <laughs> I can't manage like, what it. Like, what, what are you hiding from us, Leo? Yeah. Rue, do you have a secret stuff. Instagram? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious now, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Huh, that's a good There are also question. a lot of people that would not think it was obvious. Yeah. In, like, straight, straight people. Straight people. would not think it was they, obvious. They wouldn't notice. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, what good friends. <laughs> I'd oh, like yeah, genuinely... people ask her for sisters. Oh. Oh, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're close. That's kind of weird. <laughs> <We're> like, oh. <laughs> Like, that's really yeah. kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But people do. They say we look alike or have yeah. the same mannerisms or yeah. something. That's I think so that's funny. also, like, the trait of being someone's partner is that like yeah. you just pick up their thing. Yeah. You're like, yeah. When you spend just, enough time together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, if, if you ever, like, have a coming out, let us know. Yeah. We're, we're happy oh, to oh, support. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo-hoo. We'll bring the champagne. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um... Cool. Well, so then speaking of that kind of, we've both been interested, like, like being out in like a place like Alaska or like even mm-hmm. like Kyrgyzstan and like places like that. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that like as a couple? Because, I mean, I was even thinking I had a good friend that went to Turkey with her girlfriend and she was like, I was even afraid to like walk next to her in the airport because it's technically illegal right. to be mm-hmm. gay in Turkey. Right. So like, how do you I'm curious what that would be like for y'all, like traveling together all over the world i we haven't had any problems that's good that's good um i think also it's easier as women because we're not threatening yeah Yeah. true so nobody really seems to care except to the facebook people yeah (laughs) not but like not like at face to face i think like some kind of weird psychology is threatening but like as far as like intimidating Mm -hmm. face to face we're not so nobody seemed to care yeah. anywhere really but do you ever like think about it like is it a conscious thing you're thinking about ever i mean we've like when we're gonna travel somewhere we like look it up at the status of like is this <laughs> legal yeah. yeah i think in kurdistan it's actually gotten worse mm-hmm. over the past five or ten years like it used to be more of a liberal place and it's kind of gone back it is okay. muslim yeah um but we didn't really change our behavior there and it didn't matter mm-hmm uh, awesome. Lithuania is not supposed to be very welcoming for gay. No, Who's Lithuanian, but, so mm. you visit your family there. Mm, I think we never told my dad or grandfather, but they I must think have they kind known. Of knew, though. And they're totally fine. Right. I think, like, yeah, we haven't had any problems. Like, even in Switzerland, we were staying with this guy for Willie for, like, uh, a month, and he kept, we slept in the same bed, we had the same room, and then he would just keep, you know, saying to Leo, like, did you meet any nice farmer guys out there? Right. Like, any handsome farmers? He even still says that. That's he, so well, classic. But he said it so much worse before. And then I think he saw like a picture that I had just taken of Will, just like a portrait. And he's like, he's like, he's like oh, oh. Like he, he put it together. It. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like that was like that the change. He oh. saw a photo and that he's like, oh. Yeah. That's yeah. very tender. And, he kind of, and then he went out for a ride with me just to like talk about it. Oh, he talked oh. about his. He talked about like his brother. Yeah, his gay. brother's gay uh, and a florist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like that. Do you want to meet the one that I know? Like, yeah, do you know I know. Friend? I know oh, one yeah. too. Yeah. There's one in my family. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah totally. there's always one. But then you know, at least they relate to that. Yeah. That's something. Right. Yeah, but we're not like we don't really do PDA. No, not so, much. Yeah. So, if, if I don't think people would know unless we told them. Yeah. So, like places like Alaska, or Kyrgyzstan, it would, it's not really an issue. It's not an issue. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like you said. But I don't feel yeah. like repressed. No. I guess. 
Morocco may have been a bigger issue if we had gone oh, there. Yeah. We started doing the research about Morocco, and women are just harassed. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm like, I don't even know if I have the energy to deal with that right now. Yeah. You know, well, if like you think, like, wo- women are harassed, but then also, like, a wom- woman on a bike. You're right. Or, like, if you're wearing shorts, you have to or, be like, covered up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh, that would be a lot to do yeah that. exactly which like you would do it like if it's right. something you it's just more to do. energy yeah not necessarily always negative but like like i rode in egypt and um palestine and jordan and mm-hmm. it, like anytime i stopped riding i'd just be surrounded by groups of men oh wow Weird. like that's intense yeah. well it could be terrifying yeah but it wasn't like yeah he wasn't aggressive, but they were just so excited to see me. They're like, oh, what's she going to do? <laughs> you know, like this creature like from outer magic. space. Yeah. yeah, just like arrived on the bi- bicycle. That's awesome. Yeah. You know? I think, well, I'm just like, we've done Kyrgyzstan together, and then when we're touring, we like go out in front of a shop and like eat ice cream or just like eat our food, and then uh, like the woman would like watch out for us, like the shop owners. Like uh-huh. a drunk guy would approach us, and like she'd just like, tell them to like get lost basically right that and was nice we learned later that there's guys racing and like the guys are kind of like harassed almost like really by, yeah like through some of the more shady cities that, oh. but we didn't have any problems yeah they were actually better to us i think yeah i feel like well, some cultures like, are like protective out for us. of us mm-hmm. yeah. yeah which was super nice huh that's an interesting thought mm-hmm. yeah you always if only they knew who we really were <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> Well, if you gave off the friends vibe really well, then maybe that was like they could do it. But you know, yeah. <laughs> I think that's just people's default to see two women and be like, "Oh, what good friends they are." Yeah. Roommates. Roommate. But I also yeah. feel like it's none of their business. It anyway. isn't. No, it like, isn't. I don't want these people thinking about my personal no. life. Like, yeah. why should they? I don't want to think about theirs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. I think it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, like, I guess, like, speaking of personal lives... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess, like, we were kind of talking about it, like, yeah, what else do y'all like to do outside of, like, riding bikes? Well, I, people know you as... Bike rider. Bike rider. Obsessive bike rider. And bike photographer. But, like, you're more of a... Like, you're a full human sitting right, in front of us. Right, a lot of my time is dedicated to that. Uh, actually, last year we took a month off to hike. Oh, nice. hiked, like over 500 miles of the Arizona Trail. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was so fun. Yeah. Because it was just like a mind-clearing Total, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, totally like, All we have is a backpack. We're actually really going to only cover about 20 miles a day. You, yeah. know, you really can't get anywhere. You spend all day Oh, yeah. Walking. It feels so slow. It's so I don't even want to walk down a city block. I'm like, where's <laughs> yeah. my bike? Where's my bike? Exactly. <laughs> uh, At least give me a scooter. Yeah. Like. <laughs> but then you're also just like, you commit to it. So you're like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm just going to walk all day. I think that was really good. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do that again, like I dream of hikes. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, what else do we do? You do yoga. We run yeah. together. Uh, I don't know. It's just, well, I feel like we spend pretty much all of our time together, except for when Lyle's racing. Mm-hmm. I think that's like, we've been talking. It's like, well, my I think my stepdad was joking, or like my mom was joking. It's like, oh, that's why Lyle's like so excited to do a race or something. Sometime yeah. apart or like a little break, but then it's like, we actually really enjoy spending time together so we right. have like similar interests like so we'll go for a run together and we'll just like bounce off ideas and yeah. right um i'll be editing my stuff and we'll be like writing or doing emails and yeah yeah so we have like the same interests pretty much 
you just yeah. kind of tone it down for me with biking and <laughs> oh stuff. Yeah. yeah you don't always have to, I don't always have to bike 20 hours a day yeah that's not <laughs> healthy <No. laughs> yeah I mean if it would if it kept going for a long time I feel like there would people be like genuinely concerned about your health oh yeah even just for the time it is it's yeah so bad for you it's yeah. so extreme yeah. it's like all sacrifices just to do this one thing do you yeah. feel that way like you're like oh i'm hurting myself like yeah I'm hurting my body you do but it's yeah like basically i'm like well i'm committed to it so what yeah. am i gonna do like right. cry about it you know it's <laughs> like then i just do whatever i can to like maintain yeah basically and then i'm like well when i'm done i'll rest i'll yeah. eat healthier i'll recover yeah, right. i'll sleep real nights and mm-hmm. but i feel like yeah i recover pretty quickly it doesn't really bother me that much. But, I mean, it's kind of, depending on the environment, sometimes I'm, like, coughing a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I sound like a smoker. I'm like, that's definitely not good, you know? <laughs> uh, different parts of it are worse than yeah, others. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, I can't feel my fingers anymore. That's probably not good. <laughs> but uh, it's, I know I'll, I'll bounce back. Yeah. You know, it's well, all for a goal. It's, like, awesome just to even think about, like, how... I think it's really interesting to watch like people like you and other folks do these events because I think we really easily limit our bodies and like totally. yes it is not healthy to like for many 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 days like not sleep eight hours or whatever right. um, but also like it's people have no like in general there's just a very limited view of what your body can do mm-hmm. right like or you just want to be comfortable all the time yeah like you actually learn a lot if you get, get out, out of, of your it. comfort zone yeah and i see that with the girls the grit girls it's mm-hmm. like they mm-hmm. learn how to push themselves and mm-hmm. i think that's good yeah i like i think sports at a young age are good to kind of learn how you can push your body and right it's like the kids are like oh my legs hurt like when they're just sore right it's like you should that's you getting stronger feel that yeah Yeah, yeah. you should feel that and like kind of go through that cycle Mm -hmm. because if you don't ever and then you're an adult you're just going to be kind of lazy right you Mm -hmm. know like you can't and it's mental too it's like taking on this challenge and realizing oh i can keep going Mm -hmm. right and then you can apply that to something else in your Mm -hmm. life where it's like when things get hard that doesn't mean you have to quit yeah or stop or like revert back to going into your cozy house it's like (laughs) you might be out there for something really exciting to happen. Yeah. You know, or, or to get like a new idea and you're like, well, I never would have thought of that. Yeah. I was just like sitting at home watching TV. Yeah. yeah. I well, I always say like you can compare everything in life, any challenge in life to like climbing a mountain. Mm-hmm. Like you can, there's just, just, there are so many stages in climbing a mountain and that's how life works. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm going through something hard. I'm like, that time you climb the mountain, yeah. you can do it. Like <laughs> better yeah. than a constant headwind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least it gets better, you know. It's like fulfilling. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. but once the headwind lets up, like yeah, it's there good, you go, yeah. right? Yeah. Also, like I was just thinking when you said that, like back to DK when there was no wind and it was uh, awful. Like I would have taken a headwind any day at that point. Because it was so hot. Because it was so oh, hot. Oh, this yeah. year. Yeah. Because when, I, I mean, I think you finished, but I was, like, still at the halfway point of the 200. But, like, right on. I was out there, like, riding from the shade of one tree to the shade of the oh. next tree. Because oh, it was, God. like, almost 100% humidity and really hot. And, like, sunburn, the whole nine yards. Like, you know what you should have done? You should have just been faster and, and sh- finished it sooner. Or just get all your clothing <laughs> wet. 
Well, I did, right? Like, I stopped at, like, the... There was a... I don't know if you guys saw it, but, like... Um, there was some kind of an aid station out there. No, it was before that. It was a house. Oh, right on. There was, like, a house... I think like mile like 90 of the 200 cool and they were like just calling down from the back of their driveway and you'd walk down and there was a well and they had a hose hooked up to it and it was frozen and so you'd just be like cranking the well and like pouring it over your body like I soaked my entire kit I like took my phone out (laughs) and like put it to the side and then I just like stood with the over my head and then soaked my hat and it was a lot. They had mustard out there. It was good. It was really? <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. But, yeah, it was hot. It was bad. It was yeah. really awful. Yeah. And then, yeah, I started getting, like, full body chills mm. of, from, like, dehydration because mm, all my yeah. nutrition, like, congealed from the heat. So, yeah. It was a mess. It was a mess for you. Oh, well. Um, it's fine. Yeah, because then the EF cycling like tent was fun, next. Though. But it was like, it was fine, right? Like you're in the moment and you're like, I committed to this you thing. You get through it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I committed to this thing. It sucks. This hurts. But like in a mile, I'll forget that I was thinking about this. Mm. Totally. And you get then, through it. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then something like, changes and you're like, yeah. you're actually in the exact same position you were, but mentally something's different and it doesn't yeah. bother you anymore. Yeah. So I, like I got past that point and then like kept riding and there was this section. I don't even remember what mile it is at, at whatever point. And I'm riding, and all of a sudden, like, I was like, I want to go fast. And so then I was, like, like just cranking, and cool. I was cruising. Yeah. And it was like, okay, I got through it, and we'll ride this high until it's gone, and then we'll get through the next one and ride yeah. the high again. That's like, great. That's know. great, though. Right? Like, like, in a single day, you can feel all of that yeah. and, like, feel, like, garbage and then be soaring. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, wow, yeah. worth it, you yeah. know, and even have the bad moments. Yeah. <laughs> there's something about biking where like when I went on my tour I'm like I don't think of myself as a very determined person like or a very like brave person and my friends were like well how do you explain like this whole you know accomplishment that you just did and I was like oh I don't know I feel like I signed a check with my brain that I had to then cash Mm -hmm. with my body Mm -hmm. like once you're out there you know you don't you're you're like well I kind of have to finish what are my other options right and they're just gonna sit on the side of the road or quit and regret it later yeah just keep going and see what happens right you can always quit later right and I'm sure (laughs) even like for your grit girls like that's kind of what keeps them going probably is it's like a lot of riding with treats (laughs) (laughs) that's true I mean me too yeah like like you're going to get an ice cream at the top of the hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, that works. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Snickers for me. Like, there was always someone on one of my trips where they just, like, had this bag that always had a Snickers in it. Dangle it like, in front of you. Yes. Yeah. If I make it, it'll be okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so to wrap up, um, if you guys can think of either, like, small ways or large ways that we can create more accessibility in the cycling and racing world? Uh, well, talking about Derby Kansas, they've done a fantastic yeah. job. Yeah. You know, they did that whole campaign, 200 women, 200 miles. 200 miles. Yeah. That worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Oh, it got me uh, there. It's awesome. Yeah. You know, I love that. So it's like by doing more programs, highlighting women or girls, mm-hmm. more things like grit. I've done a couple of women's scholarships more opportunities because it's like yeah a scholarship one woman wins it but then like 
a hundred considered doing that and then they're probably going to do something like that because they they got excited thought about Mm -hmm. it yeah and they like made this whole dream so i guess more opportunities that just kind of give that push Mm -hmm. yeah because it's not all about the gear it's about the dream you know yeah and then just like making that happen yeah what do you think Bree? that's great well uh, (laughs) yeah just sharing stories about it too i mean how many people know about the tour divide from ride the divide right? right the film and i mean if we could show that yeah anybody could do this i mean that's kind of big right and women from different backgrounds Absolutely. too like yeah. a good friend of ours jenny yeah. graham yeah has the around the world record amazing for yeah. women and she's yeah. a mom yeah Aww. and uh that's like twelve thousand miles that's amazing you know for the women's around the world record so it's like for people to see like a mom can do this mm-hmm. uh you know like just different body types different backgrounds mm-hmm. different kind of financial situations mm-hmm. because everybody relates to somebody different yeah absolutely. They, they like see themselves in that person and they're like well if she did it yeah. i can do it yeah. or mm-hmm. i might be able to do something like that or i might be interested in something like that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's like uh and then making it not always competitive like yeah it yeah. can be but why mm-hmm. does everything have to be a race right you know it's like you, more organized rides or group starts yeah kind of stuff it's like mm-hmm. it'll just get more people out there yeah um, I like the idea of like telling stories too, right? Because like, even still, the two hundred mile or two hundred women for two hundred mile campaign is great. But like, if you weren't already in the community to know about it, like mm, you right. still wouldn't know about it, right? Right. So like, mm. documenting it and being able to be like, here's this super awesome thing. Here are some resources to get you there. Like, right. You know. A lot of people write me. They're like, I watched your movie and I went for a walk this afternoon I was <laughs> so fired oh, up you know oh. like going for a walk oh, which awesome. is great though yeah. it's like they went yeah. outside yeah and I like that people like connect that it's like yeah. just being out in the real world doing something physical it's like go yeah. on a rollerblading trip I don't know do whatever you want <laughs> like do the thing you love but make it outside yeah under your own power that's yeah. like the only mm-hmm. kind of Actually. driving yeah. thing cool all right so our last like we try to include like one light-hearted fun closing fun question. question our most recent one was like if you had udders like a cow oh boy what would you want to come out of them oh <laughs> you don't you don't have, you to, don't have to answer that, that. i vetoed that question <laughs> but like I, if you I have an idea it. shoot it to us oh, but um no this one, a good one this oh, one was just like soft serve ice cream just oh, ready that's to go you would absolutely have come out. like <laughs> vanilla or chocolate or a twist well how many udders do i have Six. So six different flavors. Okay. Oh, so you definitely uh, have to have like strawberry. Absolutely. And then they're like really gross ones. Rue was so ready with that. She's like, I've I been just like, waiting. I got it. You well, know how long up, I've been waiting up, for someone to ask that That's question. That's totally the, the correct answer, too. I can't even come close. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't do better than that. We had that. a friend that said jelly. And we I just thought like that was that. a terrible idea. Jelly. Oh. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you can think of all these bad things. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's just chocolate milk. Chocolate I milk said coffee instead of regular. Just chicken noodle soup. <laughs> <laughs> no, just pea soup. <laughs> no, but our our legitimate one that we had prepped for you was, um, what is one quirky thing about the other one, the other person that no one knows? So like Rue answers for Leo, and Leo answers for Rue. Rue loves putting stuff in bags and boxes and like little, the right size containers. Like I have a jump rope. I jump rope for uh, my Achilles because it's, it's been injured in the past and that's yeah. where it comes in. And I come into the room 
I think we'd been in like an argument and then I see her <laughs> over in the corner and she had like uh, used like a, an elastic band to like attach my jump rope and then put into like the exact right fitting bag. And I was like, why is this like this? Like that's weird. You know, it's a jump rope. Everything is like perfectly compartmentalized. That made you laugh though, right? Yeah, it really made me laugh. I was like, this is ridiculous. That's beautiful. What are you doing with my jump rope? Oh, you you came up with that really fast. <laughs> Something that you wouldn't know about. Yeah. Well, I was just, I don't know. We've been traveling a lot and uh, I don't know if this is a quirky thing, but something that you did recently that I would love to share. I don't even know if it's good, but um, yeah, traveling a lot and like on the plane, you know how you just like end up sleeping and like you're sleeping and your head's tilted back and your mouth's wide open, like like just the most glamorous position you could be in. Uh-huh. Well, I like to take photos of me in that position, but, <laughs> but not tell me, which is like requires incredible patience. And like a week later, I'll be like looking for something in my photo gallery, and I'll be like sets of photos of me sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> so then I try to do that to Lil once, and uh, she was sleeping. I did that, and then she like woke up right away. She's like, "Did you take a photo of me?" Like, <laughs> she knew I was gonna do it or something. <laughs> that was that's a quirky thing that. Yeah, that's do. awesome. There's just like an album. Of just like Rue, Ruth sleeping photos. <laughs> Sweet, amazing! Thank you so much for talking with yeah, us. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah. That's it for this week, folks. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Lael and Rue as much as we enjoyed chatting with them. We're looking forward to the Grit film coming out soon, and we can't wait to see what crazy adventure these two get themselves into next. Next week, we're chatting with another person in the LGBTQ plus community, doing some really rad things outdoors and for outdoor communities. We hope you'll join us. Until then, we have one small favor to ask you. Small podcasts like ours grow from listeners like you sharing the episodes you enjoy. Our ask for you is, if you enjoyed this episode, would you please share it with at least one person you think might benefit from hearing what we're sharing? And if you have a little extra love to give, giving us a rate and review on your favorite podcast platform helps a ton. Don't forget to like us on Instagram, where we'll share sneak peeks of new episodes and other fun stuff each week. And make sure to check out our website, rightoutside.org, where we'll be posting transcripts to all of our episodes, writing blog posts, and sharing our newsletters. And we have some cool new stuff coming up soon. Until then, folks, we hope to see you riding outside.